Hey, Angela here. Before we begin this episode, I'd like to invite you to join our Substack community, where you'll get more founder profiles, exclusive behind-the-scenes content, first access to all my original work, and access to our community group chat. All you have to do is click the link in the description. I love and appreciate your support. It's awesome to see all your comments, email responses, and reactions. I'm happy to share this journey with you. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you guys so much for listening to Honey and Hustle. We are a visual podcast that features conversations with small business owners, creative entrepreneurs, and those in the nonprofit community. We're so glad that we started sharing our podcast here on Anchor FM. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, and it will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on all the major platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. If you're listening to this right now, download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Thank you to Blackology Coffee Company for sponsoring this video. Take 10% off your next order at Blackology Coffee Company by using the link at the description, www.blackologycoffeecompany.com backslash Angela. Hey everybody, my name is Angela Hollowell. I'm your host and producer here at Honey and Hustle, and I am joined by Jessica Jones all the way from Philadelphia, still on the East Coast, so we're having some nice weather here. Thank you so much, Jessica, for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. So you have had a really nice career in leadership in corporate America, and then you transitioned to being your own boss in some ways. You're transitioning to being an entrepreneur. That's more accurate. Um, so what are some ways that you know or you knew that you are ready to transition into being an entrepreneur? You know, I've, I've been really lucky. And I so in my corporate career, I was so fortunate because I worked for a company that recognized entrepreneurship and allowed you to become an entrepreneur um, within the company. So we were allowed to take ideas and develop them. And if they worked out, um, we had the safety net of our position, but we also could grow and develop new things within the company. And they supported me with, you know, uh, education and all sorts of wonderful um, development opportunities. And then the company went chapter seven in 2008 when I was um, seven months pregnant and I'm the dominant breadwinner in the household. So I was again, really lucky. I was able to find a, a position that was, you know, a level position and it became clear, and I'm sure a lot of your corporate listeners might be familiar with this. I um, kept getting increased responsibilities, increased time demands, but harder and harder to earn the income. And so I called my husband and I said, I want to start my non-compete. I want to go and quit. And he said, whatever you want to do, <laughs> I support you. I trust you. What, you know, he's like, what am I going to say? And so I went in and was, again, really lucky. I had enough people who said, wait a minute, if you're leaving, I wanna work with you. I don't know how it'll work. And several people wanted to work with me and I was 1099ing each of them. And I said, wait a minute, I'm gonna actually make this an official company and you know, call it what it is. So yeah. it was 
kind of, even though I was a natural entrepreneur all along, it was sort of like, it wasn't, it just kind of developed um, naturally on its own. It wasn't like a, it wasn't a decision to move into entrepreneurship. It was an entrepreneur, it was a decision to commit to myself that led to entrepreneurship. Mm, mm, I like that distinction, right? Because it is definitely a mindset shift between like working in the corporate world and there's nothing wrong with that by any stretch of the imagination, right? Because like you said, it affords you a lot of opportunities. It affords you opportunities to learn and grow and develop um, the skills that you're using now as an entrepreneur, which is awesome. Um, and somebody asked me recently, if that company had not gone chapter seven, would you still be there? And of course I can't answer that. It's been 12 years. Um, but to be honest with you, that was a completely fulfilling role where I was able to constantly grow and evolve. And I think that's what a lot of entrepreneurs need in their life, right? You want to be able to run with ideas and grow and learn and lead. And so I had all of those opportunities. So in my mind, I imagine I could still be there if all of that remained the same and the company remained in business. Right. Uh, when you talk about being fulfilled, I think that's the key to having a certain level of happiness in any work situation. Whether you're working for somebody else or whether you work for yourself, you want to feel like you're being fulfilled by the work that you do. That's what's going to keep you coming back even when things get hard or when things get rough or when you're having a bad day, right? So for people who maybe are pivoting to working for themselves and now they're wearing all the hats and they're feeling like there's so much to do there, so many responsibilities what are some tips that you have for helping people accomplish everything they have to do when it just feels like there's not enough hours in the day yeah so i would say you know the path to entrepreneurship and business ownership especially if you're scaling a company it's not an easy one but it's definitely a rewarding one because you get to build the path but it does mean that you're responsible for everything and so um, a couple tips I would say is, first of all, you know, take some time to make rituals for yourself where you're at least spending an hour, you know, physically and mentally on yourself. And, um, you know, while a lot of people would say that time should be spent really just kind of meditating, I find that's when a lot of things come clear to me when I'm you know, just outside of the business and resetting, but you need some sort of ritual because I find a lot of people that I work with and a lot of my, you know, people in my network, they say they're going to do that, but as their company grows or they get more busy or overwhelmed, that's the first thing they let go of. And that's the last thing you should let go of because you're responsible, whether it's just you or you're building a team, everything you do sets sets up the example for the company and your, your, your team. So you have to be devoted to taking care of yourself because you want you want to be an example of a of you know a healthy, strong, uh, emotionally and physically leader, and you want your people to know that you want them to be healthy as well. Um, so that's the first thing is kind of take that time for yourself. But then I would also say, any, I, I like to tell my people to make a list of all the things they're doing that are working, that they enjoy, and then a list of all the things they're doing that they dread. 
And most often, or more often than not, the things they dread aren't even necessary. You know, especially in this day and aged with COVID, everybody's trying to reach out and do all of the social media platforms. You don't need to be everywhere. You have a reputation or you're building a reputation. It's okay to be in one spot and master that place and do it so, so well. That's so much better than trying to be everywhere and not doing anything really well. So I tell people to scale back and do what they're loving and own it. And then once they're feeling better control over their time, then they can grow and expand to other platforms or, you know, other things. But, you know, you don't need to do everything. And if there is something on that side of the list that you hate doing, uh, that you have to do, that's where we talk about delegation. Because, you know, it's really important that you don't bog yourself down. Like, you know, some, I, for example, finances, a lot of business owners are trying to do QuickBooks and things like that and really struggling with it because it's just not where their brain is. Absolutely, there's so many affordable ways to outsource that type of activity. And I still want you to maintain a cash flow spreadsheet so that you're you're on top of everything and you're not delegating everything out. But you can have oversight while still just getting it off your plate. And there's also so many other affordable ways to get support um, in areas that you, where you struggle. But anything that you hate doing that you can delegate, I think it's I think it's a good idea to let that go. And anything that you're not looking forward to that you have to do and you can't delegate, I recommend doing those things first thing in the day. Um, how does this save you time? You might say, well, if you've got that hanging over your head, it it absolutely impacts your productivity all day long. Um, the thing that you dread is the thing that's in the back of your mind, slowing your brain down all day long. So get that out of the way first. Um, I mean, I could go on and on. I don't know where else I mean, I, I could keep going. Do you have anything? <laughs> I know, I know this is getting really good, but I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you. Thank you so much for watching and listening to the show. Whether you're a day one fan or day 100 fan, I'm so glad that you found Honey and Hustle and have decided to stick along for the ride. As a thank you, I wanted to give you a little gift that this show has so graciously given me. The ability to continue to connect with thought leaders, industry leaders, business owners, and other entrepreneurs, no matter where I am. Link offers a digital business card that is a natural extension of my website and social media platforms that allows me to easily send people to strategic landing pages so they can learn a little bit more about me the resources I offer, and how we can continue to stay connected. When you click the link below in the description, you'll get 15% off any of their wearables, phone taps, and hopefully the last physical business card you'll ever need. When you do this, I get a little percentage back at no extra cost to you, which helps me continue to host guests and industry leaders so they can give you advice and help you crush the hustle. Thank you so much again for supporting the show and our show sponsor, Link. All right, let's get back into it. So you mentioned delegation, and I want to put a pin in that because I do want to dive deeper into that um, a little bit later. But I also just want to talk about, um, I think we would be remiss to talk about the moment that we're coming out of in many ways right now, which is the pandemic. Um, and of course, like, I want to say of course, 
because people watching obviously this may not know you probably don't know this but when I the pandemic first hit and I you know started working from home I just felt like this sigh of relief I was like wow like you know this hour that I spend commuting every day I'm gonna put that towards something in my business right and so that's what I did that was my dedication to myself and ultimately you know in May I ended up being full-time self-employed so it, it worked out you know a lot of the skills and the time uh, that I invested during those you know month and a half two months like it translated really well and I really felt efficient working from home and in my skill set and just growing and learning as a business owner um, and there were definitely a lot of comments made from my perspective on social media at the beginning of the pandemic where people were saying you know if you don't start a business now if you can't save money now you were never able to do it you know because there's no excuse for not having the time um which i feel i mean it's a catch-22 obviously for me i took it at, at the time to really like save money and build cash flow and, and grow my business absolutely but i don't want other people who you know maybe had a business who like weren't as successful over the pandemic for whatever reason to feel like they failed at something because it's not yeah. always time that's the issue right so for people who may be watching this no matter what stage of business that they're at whether they're starting a business and started over the pandemic or maybe their business took kind of a turn and they had to pivot and do some other things and figure out how to spend their time um just growing and learning and helping people in new ways um what are some advice that you have for taking care of yourself because again like like you said when people get stressed when people start to grow um one of the first things they do is they stop making time for themselves they stop making time to just think clearly and breathe and make decisions from a place of peace uh, and that could be a very very big issue in the long run so um i know you had touched on making time for yourself for like an hour a day, but what are what was some of the things you say for people who just still feel like that's very, very hard for them or they even feel guilty about taking that time because they feel like they could be doing something else with it? Yeah. Okay. So first first of all, what I I have to take a step back and say for anybody that's out there saying if you don't do it now, you know, there's no excuse. That's um I would say you got to tune that out because that's not true. Nobody knows what's going on in your household. A lot of people have a lot of challenging situations moving into the house. And so you can't tell people what they have time for and don't have time for. Um, you don't know what's going on in someone else's house. And for you, that commute was crazy and stifling. But some people really thrive and work better in that office environment. And that's okay too. Um, Cause I've seen also a lot of people saying like, oh, you know, never, go, you know, we're never going back and I never want, you know, that's great for you. Some people can't tone out what's going on at home and they really need that office environment to be productive. So whether you're a business owner or an employee, you need to know where you're productive. And I would also say that's another benefit of entrepreneurship is some people are super productive at 5 a.m. in the morning, and some people are really productive at 7 p.m. at night. One of the benefits of entrepreneurship is you don't need to be in that nine to five. You can schedule your day around what works for you. Um, so that's one way to help build in time. But I would say if you think you don't have time you need to look at your day and start blocking your time and looking at how you're really spending time. Because I'm I'm sure there are places where you're just not productive. And if you were to take those non-productive periods and, and 
even if you start with just a half hour, just a half hour of doing something for you, it's a, it's a start. And I think you'll start to see how much more productive you're going to be at the, during the rest of the day. For me, when I was feeling really, really crazy, I had two businesses going. I had more than a hundred employees. I had two different things um, that required my full attention because I was a CEO of two different companies. And I started getting up at 5 a.m. and doing yoga from 5.30 till 7 a.m. because my kids woke up, you know, around seven and I had to get them to school. So I had to find a way to commit to myself before the hustle and bustle of everybody's day started in my house. And at first I was like, oh, I don't want to do this. But you know what? Now that this COVID is in place and I can't do that, I miss it so much and it has, it absolutely impacts me. So what might seem like, oh, you know, maybe I don't want to do this right now. If you start to spend time on yourself, give it, give it a month and, and, and then look back and say, has this made my life better? And I think you'll find it has, if you're really committing to doing something for yourself. And like I said, even though you're doing something for yourself, you might find that being outside of your business and your house and your day-to-day is the time when you get the best ideas and the best kind of clarity. And um, if you can't find a way to either wake up earlier or devote some time in the middle of the day or end of the day, I mean, you can even do like meditation at the end of the day. I know a lot of people who do that and it's, that's, you know, that's a start. That's something you're doing for you. Um, but the other thing is I would, I would encourage you to block your time. And I know a lot of people talk about this, but it really is valuable if you can try and say, okay, I'm going to set this time aside for these things. I'm going to set this time aside for this. And always during that blocking time is kind of setting time aside for the unexpected. Because when you're a business owner, things are going to happen. Things are going to come at you. And, you know, I talk about a hundred problems a day a lot. And that's something I learned at that leaders round table that, that we talked about. Um, but it's a mantra in my life. I practice it every day. Anything that happens during the day, I kind of make a decision. Is this going to be one of my hundred problems? Am I just going to do it and move on? And it's not a problem at all. Or am I going to schedule time for this and move other things out of the way? Or am I scheduled time for it another day? But, you know, people say to me, well, what if I have more than a hundred problems? And I say, everybody has a hundred problems. It's what you look at as the, a problem that's going to define you, right? So often I'll hear people like, oh boy. And I think, what, what is this? And it's something so benign that I'm like, that's not an oh boy. <laughs> I'm like, we're just gonna do this and keep moving. Like that's not, that doesn't warrant a pause in the day. We can just, we can just get that done, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I agree a thousand percent. Like, I think a lot of times too, once you are learning and growing and developing the mindset of, you know, working through things as an entrepreneur and building up that mindset of, you know, not every failure is an issue, not every failure 
warrants like a stop in the day or whatever hiccup is not the end of the world. Like once you start to think about things that way, you know, these 100 problems start seeming less and less. You know what I mean? It literally has to be like somebody died in my family. Like it has to be something serious. You know what I mean? You start thinking about problems because it's a commitment. Like you said, you have to commit to every part of the process. And that's part of that is yourself. Part of that is spending your time wisely. Part of that is deciding how you look at problems. So it's just like a commitment to the whole process because it's never always going to be peaches and cream and money flowing and things are great. So, yeah. Like I said, you know, choosing entrepreneurship um, isn't the easy path, but it is rewarding. Um, And it's not for everybody, of course, but, you know, it's another way to invest in yourself. Like if you're not the best you can be, how are you going to build a company? How are you going to support a staff of people? How are you going to help them be better people if they're working with you, if you're setting an example that's not, you know, a healthy, strong leadership example? Um, So that's the start of investing in yourself. And it doesn't cost anything, you know, to take a hike, do yoga, go for a run, whatever it is that works for you. um, It's a start of investing in yourself. And then starting to look at your day in a in a I look at it as a really healthy way to look at your day is if you can just say look at things as opportunities and um you know failure is a way that we learn to do better it's not something that should stop us it's not something that we should dwell on in a way that's negative. It's something that we should dwell on only in the way that says, okay, here's what happened. What did I learn from that? And how can I do it differently next time to make sure this doesn't happen again? Yes, absolutely, 100% agree. Um, So I mentioned earlier, I wanted to go back to this topic of delegation, right? Because it is very important and can be very helpful for business owners who just have way too much in their place sometimes. And yeah. sometimes doing things that maybe they really aren't even the best person to be doing for themselves or just doing it because they have to. Yeah. Um, but again, on some level, delegation requires money, right? You have to pay for help, um, hopefully pay decently for help, right? Um, so how can people start to delegate or just in general invest in their business when maybe they just don't have the capital to do that out of the gate? Because it can be very expensive, you know, when you're just starting or maybe starting the process of scaling and growing to invest regularly into delegation or bringing on a subcontractor, or those type of things. Yeah. I mean, I when I first really started and I really needed some help, um, I started with like the paperwork stuff that seemed overwhelming. And I don't know if you have a Facebook group in your neighborhood or your area or something of that nature. I'm fortunate that I have a neighborhood Facebook group and I put out a a request for a high school student, you know, and it was, it was not a lot of money every week. I think it was like 30, started maybe three hours a week. I was paying her $10 an hour and it, but the paperwork that she took off my plate to file and organize and all of that kind of stuff. That three hours of her time was like, you know, 10 hours of my time. (laughs) It gave me so much, you know, uh, time that I had wasted because again, it was one of those things that just took me a lot of time because I hated, hated 
going through it and filing and all of that kind of stuff. So I put it off. Um, you know, and I, you know, I talk with a lot of other entrepreneurs and for some people it can be, you know, as simple as uh, putting money into like a blue apron or another like meal delivery service where the, everything's delivered to you and you just need to cook it. Um, that doesn't seem like delegation, but it is because you're delegating the chopping up of your food and the shopping for it. Think about how much time that is. So I think everybody looks at delegation as, you know, hiring somebody to do a task, but you don't need to look at that, look at it that way when you're starting out. You can look at it in different out-of-the-box ways of what's going to save you time. And, you know, the reason I mentioned the grocery delivery services, um, you know, I've I've spoken with a lot of people who, you know, Dinner's a, dinner's a struggle, especially with restaurants closed. And that's something that's time consuming, but it's also something that you're already spending money on. So it's a way to delegate without really increasing your expenses because they're doing the shopping for you. They're doing the chopping for you. And all you need to do is cook. Yeah. I don't want to spend too much time on that, but I'm just trying to give different ideas. And then you know, depending on where you live, I mean, where you are, you've got the research, every, everything around you. Um, but there are interns and there's lots of companies also online where you can find people who are looking for mentorship in exchange for um, doing a task that they're good at. Um, so if you just do a little bit of research, you'd be surprised at um, the ways that you can get support without it really harming your your bottom line as you're starting out. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, and again, as somebody who enjoys to cook, I probably don't think about things like Blue Apron, but for other people who maybe don't enjoy that or enjoy cooking for themselves or whatever, like, yeah, that's one way to look at it. Like, hey, if you're spending two hours on a meal, cut that down, you know what I mean? Cut that in half. <laughs> so. In between the shopping and the chopping and the putting it together, um, a lot of people really look at it as a burden. I'm like you, we cook, we always cook in the house and we enjoy it, but a lot of people don't. <laughs> I have learned that the hard way this pandemic. A lot of people do not enjoy cooking and I'm like, wow, that has to be not a life I would want to live, but I understand. You know, we always value like, oh, we're having these great family meals. My kids are like, can't we go to McDonald's? <laughs> <laughs> They'll appreciate it one day. They will appreciate it one day. Oh, He's yeah. an example and they resent it while they're growing up, but then they become adults and they're like, they implement it, right? That's what we can hope for. <laughs> When they become entrepreneurs one day, they'll be like, you know what? I do have food food at home, actually. I can cook <laughs> and save myself money. And that's healthy for me and allows me to perform better. So yeah, it's better food. I just, you know, sometimes, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming out today, virtually hanging with us. Uh, <laughs> thank great. you so much for having me. I really enjoyed talking with you <laughs> before the interview ends. Hopefully we'll continue. Absolutely, absolutely.